0: 1 Peter chapter 4, tonight, into the next chapter. The challenge to Christians in suffering, into chapter 4. And this whole chapter is about that. The expectation of suffering, verses 1 and 2. And this is the two verses looking at tonight. For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, Arm yourselves, that's why we were singing, started with that one about the being a soldier of Christ. Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for these you, these words and all the words of the Lord, the Bible stands and it will forever. Man and this world will pass away, but your word will never, ever pass away. Thank you for that fact. And Lord, that we might arm ourselves with the word of God, that we might be good soldiers putting on the whole armour of God. The Lord, bless us as we consider these things because there is a battle raging and we are in the army and we need to put that on the armaments of the word of God bless now as we think on these thoughts in Jesus name, Amen so the challenge to Christians in suffering, first of all the expectation of suffering as we mentioned verse 1 and 2 recall what sin did to the Lord The Lord went through suffering, did he not? He was tempted in all points, like as we are, as it says in Hebrews chapter 4, yet without sin. He tasted pain, suffering and death. He knew it was coming, but he set his face toward Jerusalem, did he not, in this suffering? I like what he did in the Passover, the last Passover. He went to Passovers. Then he said to the disciples, you know, they're going, going to the Passover. No, you go. I'm not. He had other plans, but he did go. He knew how he was going to go and the direction he was going to take and towns he was going to go through. He was going to meet certain people on the way for that last Passover. And he had a plan in mind. He knew how he was going to get in there and what he was going to ride to get there. And all the people that were going to be there on the way, uh, people were going to be healed on the way. So he had a plan for that last day there and he's going to be captured. But he set his face toward Jerusalem. The Lord foretold his suffering and his crucifixion. If we look at the book of Luke, Luke Luke chapter 2 and verse 34, we read... In Luke two hundred thirty four, Simon blessed them and said unto Mary, this is way back at his birth, his mother, behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, his birth, his growing. You know, even in in his birth and all the babies murdered by Herod. Trying to kill the Lord Jesus and then right through his life. And then at the end, many hearts, thoughts would be revealed. (laughs) And through the Lord Jesus. And then at the end, even, even, even in his death and in his going toward the cross. And the hearts of the disciples, the apostles were all revealed. And their ambition for the kingdom to come, and the disappointment of the of them when the kingdom didn't get established, and they thought it was was going to, and they thought it would immediately appear when he rode there the ass to Jeru- on the road to Jerusalem, Palm Sunday, and it didn't, and then the death, and they were so disappointed. And the two on the road to Emmaus, we thought that it would be he that would bring in the kingdom, and he, and they crucified him. And they were so disappointed. <laughs> and they were talking to the one who had been raised from the dead. And so many hearts were revealed in chapter 16 of the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 16 and verse 21. We read this. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how he must go to Jerusalem. He must suffer these things. And suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes. And be killed and be raised again the third day, he told them. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, (laughs) saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. You know, people even today don't want to hear about what they don't want to hear about. But the truth is the truth. Don't want to hear about, you know, the things that are going to happen in this world in the near future. It's going to be a, a total disaster. Stop preaching that stuff. I've been, I've been told after I preached through the Book of Revelation, after I preached through the Book of Daniel. But people come. I got nothing out of that. Why don't you preach something else? And, and you, you sort of could get disappointed with that, but others do like, Amen. do, <laughs> don't, don't mind it being preached. Um, <clears throat> praise the Lord. Um, but anyway. As I said last Sunday, we got one more sermon, then we'll do something different. <laughs> if hey, if it's about to happen, wouldn't it be good to know the, what's going on? And the Lord Jesus was preaching this and teaching this, and they didn't want to hear it. And Peter, the leader, said, "Hey, you know, get off that subject. That's not going to happen." And he turned again and said to Peter, "Get thee behind me." <laughs> I don't say that, <laughs> Satan. Thou art an offence unto me for thou savourest not the things that are of God but those things that are be of men and those that deny the truth of scripture that's about to be fulfilled are speaking the things that are of men and the hearts that they wish would happen now instead of the things that be of the word of God. And so it happened then. The Lord was going to bear our sins. He must go to the cross. He had to go there; otherwise, we would not have our sins taken away. Didn't they understand? Hadn't he been there enough, preaching the word of God? Hadn't he shown them from the scriptures, the the, the Old Testament passages concerning Himself? He did that with the ro- those on the road to Emmaus and expound. Paul after he got saved. <laughs> He was taught these things, and it all fell into place so quickly. With somebody that had a ready mind to receive the truth, isn't it good when you find a, Christian, a person that's just become a Christian with a ready mind to receive the truth, not argue against it from their philosophies and from their <laughs> from their religion of the past? It's good to hear to have someone like that, and you know, it's got a, got a clean slate now. Now, let me hear the Bible. Let me hear the truth. Let me be built up in my most holy faith. Let me be established in the word. And they're like a sponge that soaks up the word of God. And we need to be like that, don't we? He tasted the pain and the suffering. He knew it was coming, but he went all the way to the cross. Whosoever will save his life will lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it so he is forewarning them that they too would be going through some troublesome times what did peter say back in our text in first peter in chapter 4 verse 1 that we ought to do if the lord went through these times he suffered for us and we mentioned in starting tonight we ought to what Be Mm -hmm. be of the same mind arm yourself likewise arm yourself and folks we might literally have to be doing that in our day arm yourself likewise like a soldier preparing to put on the armour for battle you see, you see the soldiers today when they arm themselves it's not like yesterye, yesteryear is it <laughs> they've got our helmet and their staff and it's hanging out here and they've got aerials hanging out and they've got all these belts and you look how can you even move I don't know about you, but when you put goggles and things and you, you can't, you've got no peripheral vision, you know, tear it off, oh, I want to see. <laughs> it would be sort of almost a hindrance, but night vision and all that stuff, they've got all over them. Must help them, otherwise I wouldn't wear it. And all the things that weighs them, weigh them down to keep them safe in battle and to be able to have their armaments in case they get bogged down in a in a foxhole or something. Anyway, they put all that stuff on to arm themselves. And there's this particular word, they won't even try to pronounce it. It's not light armour it's talking about here, it's heavy armour. They were not going to be carried to heaven on, as the songwriter said, flowery beds of ease. They were going to be going to heaven with uh, heavy armament. Not long life, good health, prosperity, popularity. It, isn't that Christianity today that most people want and, and expect? You know, it's going to be a good life and I'm saved now and I'm on my way to heaven, so let me uh, just drift along and it's like I started the other day. Uh, what's that nursery rhyme? Merrily, merrily, floating down a river, whatever. No. Harden yourself for the battle, the soldier. Trains. What's the first thing when you get into the army? You got to do. You got to do what? Basic training. What do they do? <laughs> and grill you and train you and push you and you know, make it make it really hard for you. Or they mightn't make it as hard as they used to, <clears throat> but we want long life, good health. Don't bother me. Don't hassle me. Don't push me. I've written down here, I'm tired of milquetoast Christians, lily-livered, half-baked, easy easy, easy me into Zion, so-called, so-called Christians. When I see a person get saved and, and trouble comes and they continue on and they grow, usually they're the ones that grow fast. They're the ones that are serious. They're the ones that mean business. But a person becomes a Christian and little things come their way and they complain and grizzle and they seem to fail and falter, you start wondering. Little things knock them over. An affair that could knock them over as a Christian. They're not arming themselves for the fight as a Christian. They go missing when something little offends them. They miss out on services and And unless they get a call from someone or the pastor, they get all out of sorts. You know, as a pastor, after a while, you just... I can't. I can't can't be what? You can't be bothered. Because if you're going to baby someone all their life, you spend time with the people that mean business. And want to do something for the Lord. Sorry, folks, if you needed a call for me to get to Premier. <laughs> you know. Arm yourself, folks. Get tough. What what do they say in the army? Build a bridge oh no, no, it's Catherine. Build a bridge. <laughs> Doesn't she? She said that to you, Troy? What's other phrases you say to somebody that needs to. Yeah, tough enough, that's it. Hard enough, tough enough. That's what it's saying here. Arm yourself likewise because the Christian life is not easy. It's not going to be easy. And if it is easy, you're a very fortunate person. You lived in a very easy age. And look at what Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 8 through to 10. For we would not, brethren, verse 8 of chapter 1, we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble. And he's sort of saying, look out, you might cop it too, which came to us in Asia that we were pressed out of measure, above strength. And that's Paul saying this. And he knew he was a toughened soldier insomuch that we despised even of life, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, who raises the dead. Who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, and whom we trust, that he will yet deliver us. Have you ever seen the the, uh, soldier thing in New Guinea, when the Japanese come in on the other side of New Guinea, and the trail, what is it? Come on, help me over. The, the what? The Kokoda Trail. The Kokoda Trail, yep. And how the, they went over there and there was thousands of Japanese, only a few hundred few hundred Australians kept, had to just keep retreating a little bit and hold them off, hold them off, hold them off, hold them off, and hold them off. And they held them off right until the Japanese got right over this side and the Japanese were so worn out and so depleted <laughs> they turned and run at the last minute when they had the Australian base in sight and how the Australians chased them all the way back and the Japanese left the stuff and run. It was a, it's a good story to watch, what do you call it, a documentary. For a few hours you have to watch it and see what happened. But they just endured, I mean, hardship. And they did it in the flesh. And that, that general, whatever he was, went up there and said he's running like rabbits, scared rabbits, the Australian fella. They should have had him up for whatever and jailed him. And called these soldiers that did that. You know, no, anyway, I don't know what his name was. He's I wouldn't want to remember it. He turned up there, and and it took the other fellows every all their strength to hold back from beating him up, <laughs> or or doing other worse, worse things to him. God will not do that for those that have endured. He will say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant," to those that armed themselves and fought in the fight. How do we arm ourselves? in different occupation, occupations. A surgeon hmm, had the, I don't know if you call it a privilege, <laughs> of seeing surgeons arm themselves. They got their different gear on, haven't they? Knife and a saw. Brother Don had the do- job done on him last week, didn't he? And they were not going to knock him right out. They didn't knock him right out. <laughs> they just... Numbed him from there down. But they had to, they had to use some pretty basic tools, you know, some saws and things, because they had to cut it and they had to bang it up. Bang. Did, did you get knocked right out? Or? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because he'd had the thing before with his heart, and it, it took a long time to recover. So he, he, they said it was better if you don't do that again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think it was a power saw too. <laughs> I, I got to just about asking him the other day and someone interfered with me asking when you folks were there. And I wanted to say, did you hear it? But I didn't. And then clack, 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 clack. And then hammer one down the other one. Click them together. <laughs> yeah, I'll try it. But uh, anyway, the surgeon come in and did it. <laughs> He had to be armed. A, a, a tradesman, well, he arms himself. he got your big belt around. He's got hanging off everywhere, clack, clack. And he, yeah, and his trailer full of tools, you know. And all the tradespeople. <coughs> I arm myself when I go to the... Two years since I've been down to Bullism. I got the truck, the Toronto, took the back seat out and loaded it all up. Oil and grease and tools and fittings and oil, hydraulic pipes and things that burst when you're working. Uh, you, you arm yourself. You, and whatever you do in life, ye you arm yourself, and does it tell us in the scripture that a Christian should arm himself for the fight and the battle? Does it specifically say things that we should arm ourselves with? It does doesn't it and we go through those with children with the children's ministries in Ephesians chapter six just let's read them again Ephesians chapter six, where we should be arming ourselves put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able verse eleven to Stand against the wiles of the devil and folk it's on today <laughs> is it not in the battle we press toward the finish line we're, we're pressing toward the finish we're on the home straight uh, and if we've been we're, we're like in a relay and the other guys have been going round round for a few hundred years thousand years and we're on the home straight they've passed us the baton from previous generations and let's not drop the baton on the home straight Run, because they've been faithful to hand it down to us, and let's not drop the baton. I saw. I saw we had an email come today of an Independent Baptist church just got their church re-renovated for the for the real hyped up music. I mean, they got it redone, but specially designed to to do the lights all over the ceiling. I mean, no different to a to Hillsongs in Sydney. No different up north, full on, Uh, totally dropped the baton as far as... Like I said to Doug Combs, the principal of the Bible College years ago, he said, why are you not getting involved in the ministry and the college in Melbourne? I said, you're training people to start churches which we already have in Australia, so what's the use? He said... I thought you might have said that. You're starting churches where we've already got. Why come out here? You're starting in churches like Baptist Union churches. And some of a lot of the independent churches have gone that way and are now fellowshipping with Baptist Union churches, doing the same thing. Working in the schools with them. It's it's not right. Somebody has to pass the baton on and arm themselves where it cost them a life of ministry and the next generation to pass it on to them to hold the torch <clears throat> and arm themselves, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armour of God. This is arming yourselves. In the evil day, having done all, keep standing. Stand therefore, having your loins good about with truth. The breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. And you've been through them all. Unable to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. <clears throat> and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer. And, uh, hey, Peter did said the same thing as you go through this text we're at. Later on in the verses, praying always. (laughs) The helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray, yes, pray and prepare to go forward with word of God. With the same mind. Going back to that verse one. Arm yourselves likewise the same mind, the same mind that Christ had, for he that hath suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. You know what suffering does for us? It causes us to cease sinning. It causes us to draw closer to the Lord, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh. There's so much in such a little verse. (laughs) With the same mind as the Lord had, that we might be victorious we become dead to sin and that's what um, Romans 6 talks about we have the mind of Christ we become dead to sin it doesn't tempt us anymore we know we're in a fight to the end we become better and not bitter in the sufferings of our Christian life and I've got three references down but we won't look at them 2 Corinthians 10, 3-7 Philippians 2, 5 to 8 there, that's talking about the sufferings of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, no, chapter 2, verse 16, I'll look at that one. 1 Corinthians 2, 16, we read, For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Let's have the mind of Christ. Dead to sin, tempted but not participating in sin Christ armed himself he dealt with the ignorance of sin by teaching and living the truth he dealt with the consequences of sin by healing and forgiving he dealt with the death blow to sin on the cross and by dying for for our sin and what should our goal in life be cease cease from sin and um, that's taught in the scriptures is it not first john first john chapter 2 and verse 28 we read there and now little children abide in him that when he shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming if we know that he is righteous Ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him cease from sin it's not saying that we become totally sinless and we won't be tempted to sin anymore but we will sin less won't we become sinless we will sin less and less and less we'll cease from sin and um, we read on in chapter three behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be should be called the sons of god therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not beloved now are we the sons of god doth not yet appear what we shall be but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is then we'll be sinless <laughs> And every man that hath this hope in himself, what does he do? He purifies himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sinners transgresseth also the law, for sin is a transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifest to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither knoweth him. Little children, let no man deceive you, he that doth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous so we cease sinning as we suffer for him arm yourself likewise cease from sin that he no longer in verse 2 of 1 Peter 4 so should live the rest of his time in the flesh (laughs) as a person my age the rest of me time At my age, what could happen? Blood caught to the brain. You you can say it, come on. You could drop dead. (laughs) Drop dead standing in the pulpit, riding in the car. Not that I'm going to, right? (laughs) Right. But at that age, hey you could you could do it young, you know it happens to young people too. A stroke. Go ask Pastor Hine, He was okay when he went to bed once. He woke up with pain. It increasingly got worse and worse. Call the ambulance. And on the way, he died in front of the go-kart centre. And Becky was why is the ambulance stopping? The fella in the driver's seat got out and got in the back with the other guy and they, you know, the electric shock thing, got him going again. And when he was in hospital, they had him down here in the afternoon. said, you see the light, brother? He said, yeah, I saw the light. <laughs> he, they had to get him ticking again. It can happen like that. The rest of the time, we don't know how long it is. So what should we do with the rest of the time we do have left? That's what it's talking about. I think this is a good sermon just here. <laughs> the rest of the time. If you're young or you're old, the rest of the time we cease from sin, we arm ourselves and we spend the rest of our time putting everything we've got into the work of the Lord. We wholly give ourselves to the fight. It's like you're in a battle with the enemy and you're going to throw everything at it. It's like this is the last battle and we're going to throw everything at it. the rest of his life in the flesh to the lust not to the lust of men but to the will of God we'll cover some verses in that one well, no that time's gone so I won't I won't go there and look at all the verses but I think it's a great passage of scripture there to challenge us memorize those two verses because it's a challenge to us every day to say what's God's will today the rest of this day I'm going to serve the rest of my life I'm going to serve the Lord I'm just going to give it everything I've got Talking to Andrew after last Wednesday, and then talking to him on Thursday, he said, "I want to die here." I said, "Yeah, but well, you got eight kids, Andrew." Oh, sorry, Andrew, <laughs> you're listening to me. You got eight kids, and and I've you know I've blood on my hands. <laughs> you've got you got to think of them, you know, and Rachel's willing too. But we've, we've got to be responsible in life, don't we? And we've got to have that. And we should have that attitude. I want to die serving the Lord. And some preachers have died in the pulpit preaching the word. <clears throat> and doing God's, God's business. But let's live the rest of the time. In the flesh. Doing his will. And I think it would be great if we're, we were having a service better in the morning service when most Christians were here and the rapture happened wouldn't that be good (laughs) but it might be better if we're out in the community in front of unsaved people and the rapture happened that would sort of be a testimony but the Lord knows when and where everyone will be at that moment to have the most effect to the majority of people all around the place and there's so few of us in Australia might have more effect in other countries, more people out there. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. We live in good and exciting days, but challenging times.